Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Boundless Gamers podcast. This is episode 49. My name is Mike, and joining me once again is the famous Frenchman we all know and love. Frenchy, Jacques, the French tickler. He's known by many names, but it doesn't matter. I'm just happy he's here. How's it going, buddy? I am pretty good. Uh, as you were doing that intro, I was adjusting the volume coming through my headset, and it just like shot up like crazy. So I'm hoping that doesn't come. Yeah, through you're actually way. staticky on my end right now, a little bit. Really? I mean, the, the listeners won't be able to hear it, but for me, in my PlayStation Five headset, I can hear like a sound. Yeah, we we have a very janky way of recording and doing everything around here. So, uh, you know, but it works, it works for us. So we're, we're happy with it. What the hell happened to your voice all of a sudden, Jacques? You sound like a robot. <laughs> I sound like a robot. Oh yeah. I forgot to tell you, I got, I got a voice changer just like Indy. I mean, I guess I'll deal with that on my end. I'm just glad the listeners aren't going to have to hear that. Well, we can, uh, we could take some uh, time and try to fix it. Uh, yeah, we, we can. Yeah, we can. How about you turn your mic on and off and I'll just ramble for a second for the listeners okay i will do that so yeah guys thank you for tuning in to another episode i was not supposed to be in this episode i actually had something to do but things changed uh indian ash were busy and something came up that they had to take care of uh and Jacques uh was not sure if he was going to do it and i was prepared to do a solo episode but that didn't have to happen because Jacques here now, yep. and it's been a minute since him and me actually have done an episode, so this all worked out at the end, so. How am I coming through? You sound like shit. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> it wasn't doing that before we started recording? It sort of sounds like, here, I'm going to explain it to the listeners. It sort of sounds like... When you're watching a sci-fi movie and they're trying to listen to a transmission and it's scrambled and they kind of get some of the words, well, they can hear it, but it's like distorted and there's like a and there's something jamming it. That's what it kind of sounds like to me. Let me uh, let me try something really quick. Um, see if this changes. Okay, now how do I sound? It sounds worse. You're just louder now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't doing that. Before, that is so weird. That's what's crazy. We hit the record button. I did my intro. And then all of a sudden... It was like it knew exactly when we were about to record. It was like, all right, it's our moment to fuck them over. Holy mackerel, it's really bad. I mean, we can stop this recording if it's that bad and no, try to no, figure no. this out. Let's, um, you know, how about this? I'll give you another thing you can try. You have a USB stick in your system, right? That connects yeah. with the headset. Yeah. Well, you're good now. I'm good? I didn't do anything. I swear to God, we're not making this shit up just to make everything sound interesting and exciting. He really was going through some weird audio things. Well, I guess it's good now. So if you just want to keep rolling, let's go. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, yeah. Here we are. It's episode 49. And uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the bi-weekly schedule. Well, I don't some of you probably aren't enjoying it. You probably liked the every week episode, but it was just kind of getting hard for us and we need a break sometimes. 
And with bi-weekly, I feel like we can actually get shit done. We can actually play games again together. We can do other things we want to do. And then when that week is done, we then we come back to the show. We feel energized and recharged and ready for the next whatever we're going to do. Yeah, I mean, we already played two games together on Twitch last week. We did Rocket League and uh, the new TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. I had a blast with that. And this is coming from somebody who's not a big side-scrolling beat-em-up guy. I usually turn those games off after 5 to 15 minutes because it just gets very old and repetitive. But the thing I like about the new TMNT game is the art style looks beautiful. And it, it feels so smooth. The combat is actually more advanced and in-depth than I thought it would be because... As you progress through the game and you're ranking up, you unlock new movesets. So you're not just doing the same animation moves over and over and over and over. You start getting new ones, and then you can add that to your arsenal, and then you're doing a whole bunch of different things. So that keeps it fresh as you continue through the game. But yeah, I really enjoyed this game. Not a TMNT fan, but I had a great time playing as April O'Neil. Yeah, and we beat it on stream. It only took like three hours. We all It was me, you, Ash, Indy, Sean, and George, and we completely beat it from start to finish. Had some technical difficulties with the invite system, and that's one thing I didn't like. I think the invite system is very janky in that game. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work, and when it doesn't work, it doesn't make sense. They need to work out the kinks a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we were having problems getting George in. I think Indy, since he was on PC, he had to kind of use some kind of plug-in or something to, to get it all working. But well, we got it working in the end, and um, it was fun. I had a lot of fun. Like, I am a huge TMNT fan from way back in the day. Wait, wait, you're huge? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, no, it's one of my first loves, actually. It's um, huh. It's that and Ghostbusters. Those are my two first loves. And I loved playing the old like arcade games, the uh, the NES game, um, Turtles in Time, like all those SNES games. So this is totally just that, except a little more modern. Um, like Mike said, the art style looks really good. It's the combat can be deep if you want it to be. Like it's it can also be simple. Like it can it's just a button masher. But they certainly have added more depth and more moves you can do. So I appreciated that. Speaking of Twitch, I have a special announcement. Very soon, I don't want to put a date on it because, you know, shit can change. We're going to be doing live episodes on Twitch. On camera, me, Jacques, Indy, and Ash. We're going to do shit on there. It's not going to replace this show. Maybe one day, who knows, but it's not going to replace this show, but it's going to be something we're going to do between the off Yeah, it'll be supplemental, basically. Yeah, supplemental. That's the word. Thank you. I was very standoffish with that, like for the longest time. I'm like, ah, I don't want to go on Twitch. I don't, I don't want to be on camera. It's not that I don't want to be on camera. It's just I did it for so long, like on YouTube. I was... Sure, you only saw my hands, but sometimes I was jumping in front of the camera. And I just 
didn't feel like jumping back into that environment because I started to hate YouTube towards the end. And I really hate them now with all their bullshit that's going on. I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, it's, it's you know, you, you got to adapt and you got to change. So I think it's going to be fun because the, in our first episode, we're going to be talking about the Obi-Wan show. And I know Jacques has a lot of stuff to say about that. Oh, yeah. Well, by the time this releases, like, we'll have already done. Actually, it releases on the day of Thursday that we're going to do our first live episode on Twitch. Yeah, if everything goes as planned. That's why I didn't want to put a date on it. That's what we're planning to do. Like, that's the day we have in mind. But like I said, stuff comes up. Things have to be moved around. But don't worry, it's coming. And I think you guys are going to really enjoy it because you can be in the chat. You can mingle with us as we're, you know, bullshitting. Maybe we'll even bring you into the show. You never know. Yeah, because you don't need a fancy setup for Twitch. Yeah, most likely we'll be doing it through Discord, so we'll be able to just bring people in from the chat if we want. We can do whatever the fuck we want, clearly. Uh, You know, by this podcast, we're kind of just, you know, you never know what you're going to get. We just totally changed up our whole format. Who knows? Next two weeks... Could be a completely different podcast about knitting. I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I know I had a family member who tried to get me into knitting a long time ago, and I'm like, I, I don't want to do this. Like, why? I know you're trying to bond with me, but this is the last thing I want to do. I don't want to make blankets. Yeah, I respect the skill it takes, but yeah, I, I'm, I have no interest in that. Now, if you give me like a knitting simulator game, I might try that. Yeah, let's forget about that. Let's not even give that idea to a developer who could be listening. Be like, you know what? I think they got an idea. Let's do that. He brings it to the next board meeting. (laughs) Knitting simulator. That's it, guys. That's what we're going to do. Coming to Game Pass day one. (laughs) As long as the game has easy achievements, fine. I'll probably play it. Because I'm a gamer score horror and a trophy horror, I gotta have it all, so... That's the only way you're going to get me to play that. But anyways, enough of that. Let's jump into our theme for this episode. Now, I know you've heard us talk about dreams in the past, very briefly in our early episodes, but me and Jacques were talking just before the podcast. And by the way, we were just figuring out what we were going to talk about right before this recording. Like, we didn't have everything set in stone yet. And then we started talking about dreams, and it was like, you know what? Let's do that. Because I have a very weird dream that I just had the other night. Woke me up in the middle of the night, and I was like, okay, that that just happened. You know how I'm always saying, I can never get a Star Wars dream, or I can never get an Aliens dream. No matter how hard I try... No matter how much I pay attention to the, you know, the franchise, how I always have it in my mind and, my, and I'm always thinking about it, the dr- it just never happens in the dream world. So you finally got one, huh? Yes. It's not aliens, but I did get a Star Wars one. Uh, so yeah, the dream starts off like this. I'm in the middle of a field. It's on a planet, I could tell, because you could see, like, moons all in the sky and all that. I wasn't aware that it was Star Wars yet, because it just kind of looked like your average sci-fi whatever. 
I couldn't identify anything. But then one of the characters mentions, we really should contact the Empire. I was semi-lucid dreaming in this, and I'm going to get into that in a bit. But here's the basic plot of the dream from what I can remember. There was a bunch of kids that were sick. And this particular planet is apparently under the Empire's protection for what, who knows what the reason is, but one of the adults is like, yeah, we we need to get the Empire down here. We need medical aid because they haven't delivered on their most recent shipments and nobody really wants to call them because the Empire only shows up if they have another reason to be there. So another character mentions, you know, well, what if we say there's a Jedi running around? And they're like, yeah, we, we could do that. And like, okay, so they contact the Empire. Of course, they, they start saying, like, oh, you know, we, we, we won't be coming there for another blah, blah, blah. And then they mention the Jedi, and then they put them on hold. And then the officer on the other end is like, yeah, we're sending a f- thing right now. We'll be there shortly. So it flashes forward a little bit, and you see a Star Destroyer just show up in the atmosphere. And then you see one of the shuttles come landing down. Lands down. Stormtroopers come out, you know, your typical, they march out and they, in that standing pose when they're waiting for somebody to come down the ramp. I start seeing somebody come down the ramp. I see the feet. And you know who it was, Jacques? Who was it? Take a guess. Uh, was it Revan? Drop the N. Oh God, no. Yes. (laughs) Reva comes walking down the ramp and I don't have too much information on her yet because she's a new character in the Star Wars universe and she's in the Obi-Wan series. She's one of the Inquisitors. I won't get into all of that because we're going to save that for the live Twitch episode. But anyway, she's coming down the ramp and then all of a sudden, Jacques, I'm in first person and this is where it becomes lucid. And I'm like, wait a second, like, I'm not viewing the dream anymore, like, I'm in control of it, and you kind of have to be calm when that happens, because if you're too excited, that's when the whole dream disappears. So I I start looking at my hands, I'm looking at the ground. I'm still not looking directly towards Reva and the stormtroopers that are walking towards me, so I'm still looking at the ground and shit, I don't know why, but that's what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden she yells, hey! And I look up, and I didn't say anything at first, And then she like tilts her head and she says, do you speak? You know how her Reva angry voice comes out? I'm not going to do it here. Oh, yeah. I'm quite aware of how she sounds. And I'm like, yeah, uh, we have uh," she's like, where is it? Where's what? Where is the information about this Jedi you're talking about? And then I was like, oh, it's over here. Then all of a sudden I'm in a hallway out of the lucid part of the dream, back to, like, viewing it. I'm not in control of it anymore. So it it goes back and forth throughout the dream. Like, sometimes I'm in control of it, sometimes I'm not. I've never had that happen before. I either have a viewing dream, or you're just watching what's happening, or I'm lucid dreaming. I never had one where I'm bouncing back and forth between the modes. That's what was very weird about this dream. So lead them to a hallway, and she tells the stormtroopers to wait at the door. I think there's, like, two or three of them. So we walk down this long hallway and then all of a sudden back into first person in control mode. So I stop 
I don't know why I keep like stopping like I'm stunned because I have lucid dreams before, but I guess my I guess I was just excited I was in a Star Wars lucid moment. And then she's like, Why are we stopping? Keep going. And okay. And then I was like, Alright, it's just down here. So we we go down this long, dark hallway. We eventually reach a room. And it's a bedroom, actually. Now it's not going in this direction, guys, so get your minds <laughs> out of the gutter. But yeah, it's a bedroom. And then I pull out a box. It's like, it's in here. She's like, all right, well, take the things out. So I start taking everything out. And the stuff I'm taking out is, you know, Star Wars-y, like data pads and stuff like that. It looks like Star Wars. I throw everything on the table. She's looking around. And then I notice something on the table that's very familiar. I pick it up, put it in front of my face. And it's a PlayStation Portable. (laughs) It's a PSP. And that's where the dream just falls apart because I'm like, oh, okay, I, okay, I can't control this anymore. Like this, now, it's breaking immersion. There's a PlayStation in here, and then the dream just ends. Wait, so were you like a civilian or a stormtrooper? No, no, I was a civilian on that planet. I was one of the people who contacted the Empire to come down because they needed supplies to you know to give to the the sick kids and stuff. And the planet was under their protection, but they don't come by very often so we kind of like told them you know there's a jedi running around and stuff and that's why they came down to investigate uh i wasn't in control of the character at the time so i heard the voice and all of that but then in certain moments in the dream it became lucid and i took over that character have you ever had that happen to you before where it went back and forth like that between lucid and normal dream it's hard to say because it's hard to remember all of your dreams, but I don't recall that happening because usually once it becomes lucid, it's lucid for the duration or you just wake up. It was cool, though, how my brain visualized and copied Reva's character like to the letter to the T, like it was exactly like her bad dialogue and all <laughs> everything was there. It's funny you finally get your lucid dream with Star Wars, and it's like one of the worst characters. I'm so angry at myself, though, because I could have just generated a lightsaber in my hand and could have made that dream very interesting. <laughs> just turned into it. You're like one of the Jedi. Yeah, I had a fight with Reva. That, that would have been very cool. Well, maybe it, it may not have went down that road. It may I could have pulled out the lightsaber. She could have said something stupid like, put that away. You're you're like you're like defending like the ancient Jedi artifact, the last PlayStation portable in existence. Yeah, it has the location of all the younglings, so the 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 future younglings for the Jedi Order. Yeah, yeah, the Empire needs it. I should have oh, turned man. the PSP on to see what game came on. Yeah, I'm trying. Was there any Star Wars games on PSP? Oh yeah, there's plenty. There's Star Wars Battlefront uh, Two, uh, Renegade Squadron, um, Elite Squadron. Uh, that's Lethal Alliance game. That's really terrible. At least it was terrible on the DS. I never played the PSP version. And there's a few other ones. But yeah, there's Star Wars games. Yeah, that'd be funny. Like, they're analyzing it, like, back at the, uh, the Death Star. And they're like, why? Vader's like, why Why am I in this? What? What is this? <laughs> It'd be all meta. I was hoping to see Vader show up. 
But I didn't want to get too crazy with the dream because you can spawn stuff in the dream if you have control over it when you're lucid dreaming. It's very tricky, though, because if you do it wrong, the whole dream can collapse. So, so that's why I don't usually do that. I kind of just roll with it or role play in a lucid dream. That's my advice. If you're in one of those dreams, role play the shit out of it because that keeps the entire thing um, intact and it doesn't crumble. It, it does. I agree. Because every time I'm lucid dreaming, which I think actually occurs more than I think it does, because when I'm thinking back now, I actually do like have a lot of control over like actions, like individual actions, it's like almost like when you're playing a video game and say it's like a point and click or something, you know, and you have to like make the next step, the next decision. It's almost like that. Right. Like you're going step by step. Um, and yeah, I agree. Like it role playing definitely helps not break the immersion because yeah, like once you, you're, you're too aware of it, it just kind of collapses, which is weird. Wasn't that like a part of the movie inception too? Like, I believe so. Yeah. Like the dream would collapse if I forget why, but there was like something that would make it collapse. Anyway, I did. That's not important. But guys, if you're in a lucid dream, look at a clock or a watch. Uh, if there is one in the environment, try not to spawn it. But if you do see one, look at the clock and see what it says. It might say 915 or something, whatever. Look away and then look back. It's going to say a completely different time. Because some people have to do stuff like that when they're lucid dreaming because they have a hard time understanding if it's real or not the dream so there's little tricks like that you can do to like bring you back into reality in a way i i always forget to do that like i don't think i've ever done that once because don't they also say to like go through doors or something like that yeah you can also look at your hand and then look at it again and it might change but i've never had that happened to me my hands are always the same and i know it's not me in the dream because the skin is usually different i don't have the hair on the skin the voice sounds different so i know it's not me and usually of a different height and everything yeah your first clue is when you look down and you had tits and black skin yeah there you go so, uh yeah no that's weird though because i remember you telling me that like you're never yourself when you dream why why is that do you think it's probably because of all the uh, games I play, and you play as different characters all the time. Yeah, that's a good point. It's either that, or my brain's trying to tell me uh, I don't like who I am, and it's changing me every single time in the dream. Yeah, it could be that, or maybe not necessarily yourself, but maybe you don't like your situation, and maybe you want to be somewhere else, like you want to roleplay almost, be someone else. Mm. Yeah. Cause like I, for me, for me, I'm always myself. Uh, I, I'm never somebody else. And I, I also dream in color. And I think you told me once before you dream in black and white. No, no, I'm always in color. Oh, okay. Me, okay. My mistake. Well, yeah. So I, I like dream in color and I'm always myself. Uh, I think it's, I think I'm always in first person too. That, that would make sense if I'm myself. I'm only in first person if I'm lucid dreaming. If I'm not lucid dreaming, it's like a movie. Watching it from a third person perspective. Hmm, interesting. 
So when the dream started, it was like I was watching a movie and then at certain parts of the dream, it became lucid and I was like, like teleported into the first person mode. That's kind of like a video game too, because there are some games where you can switch back and forth between first and third person. Yeah. So what do you think that dream means? Reva, the PlayStation Portable? (laughs) Is my mind trying to say we need a new PlayStation Portable? With that's exclusive Star Wars game? Yeah, you want an Obi Wan game based on the Disney Plus show for PlayStation Portable. <laughs> no, that's taking it too literal. Um but I think you have been watching too much Obi Wan and talking about it too much. That's probably why that happened in your dream. We have been talking a lot about uh Reva's character too, which mm. you know, we, we won't talk about that now because we'll save that for the live podcast. But that that's probably why. When I saw Reva in the dream, I was hoping the rest of the Inquisitors would walk down with her, but they weren't there. But anyways, <laughs> have you had any crazy dreams lately or uh, in the past that you want to mention real quick? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had one last night, but it's not going to be very detailed because, you know, you forget stuff after you wake up. Um, I, I just remember vividly one person that was in the dream and it was david jaffe the creator of god of war oh yeah i don't i don't know uh and it could be because like i i am a fan of david jaffe and i watch his youtube channel a lot so he's probably like just on my mind a lot uh but uh it was just kind of odd that he he popped up I don't even really remember the context, but I know that like we were buddy buddy and he was like being real cool, pretty much exactly how he is on his, his channel, his YouTube channel. Um, I wish I could remember more, but I can't cause I, I don't think it was lucid. If it was lucid, you would try to slap Jaffe in the face. Let's see what no, happens. <laughs> I would never slap Jaffe. If it was lucid, if anything, I'd probably try to suck him off, but you know, uh, that's, that's another, that's another dream. Uh, no, I'm I'm being stupid. That's, that's not even really funny. <laughs> I'm an idiot. As far as like other lucid dreams, um, I definitely dream about, uh, like, I guess being like a hero a lot. And that makes okay. sense since I'm so much into like superheroes and right. Like, and it's, it's always like a situation too, where it's, I'm thrusted into a situation. Like, it's not, I'm not like wearing a cape or like anything like that. It's like, uh, you know, an everyday kind of hero, like where, you know, say we're in a a building or something and like, you know, bad guys come in and start shooting up the place or something. And I, I'm like the one like trying to get another person out of the building safely, um, and sometimes I die and sometimes I don't. And then those dreams are lucid a lot of the time too. And it, it almost feels like a, like a telltale game or something. Uh, you know, like I was talking about where you're going step by step, making decisions. Uh huh. It's, it's almost like that where it's like, Oh, or like, you know, a super massive games or something like until dawn where it's like, Oh, if you fuck up the quick time button, you die. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's it's like sometimes I do. I, I remember being in like a one-on-one knife fight with a dude and like fucking getting stabbed to death. Like I lost, but 
other times I, I save the person and get them out, and it, it really just depends, you know? You said you die sometimes in your dreams. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had one of those. Really? So you've never experienced dying? Like, you've never fallen from a high place? I mean, is- I, I've there's been parts in the dreams where I get scared and stuff like that, but I don't think I've had one of those. The closest one I had was the weed whacker killer dream. Oh, remember God. that one I told you? Yeah. I don't know if I ever shared it on the show, but I guess I could just mention it real quick. Uh, I don't know who I was in it, but there was like a lot of commotion outside, people screaming. It was in the dark. I look out the, the window and then I see this leather face pinhead looking character with a metal weed whacker. And then he comes charging at the glass, shatters the glass climbs into the house and then the dream ends and, and like you said before too like what was he he was he was trying to kill you in your in your bed no i was at the window looking out hearing oh. all of the screams and yelling and stuff and then i see that character standing not too far from the window and then he notices me and then rushes towards the window shatters the glass and comes in that's about all i remember of it if there was more I, it's lost i don't I don't think there was any more. I think that was it. Yeah, because I remember us talking about that, and I, I was guessing that maybe in your sleep, there someone was doing a weed whacker outside, and it just got into your subconscious. Oh no, I woke up in the middle of the night, so definitely. Oh, okay. Not. Well, you know, you never know. Someone could be doing a weed whacker in the after midnight in some neighborhoods. <laughs> could be aliens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you want to talk about alien in dreams. I've got, oh, I've got stuff. Yeah, I have one of those. Yeah, yeah. There, there was one not that long ago, actually, where. Now, I don't think this was a dream. This could have been a sleep paralysis thing. I don't have sleep paralysis, but they do say everybody experiences it once or twice in their life or more. We just or we don't know. But there was uh, this time where I was laying in bed I was not really asleep. I was like kind of half asleep, half not. And then I closed my eyes and then I just heard a loud, like, how would I explain it? It sounded like a searchlight came on. You know, those, the sounds those things make. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yep. And then I felt like there was something bright around me and then I could hear movement. And I I felt very stressed, and I couldn't really move. That's why I think it was sleep paralysis, because they say you can't move when that happens. And then eventually, they just went away, the the voices I heard, and then the light shut off, and then everything went back to normal. Then I opened my eyes, and it was gone. So if that was an alien encounter, then... uh... (laughs) There you go. Then that that's probably the closest. I think a lot of those uh things that people report is probably mostly just sleep paralysis or sleep deprivation. Yeah. But I'm not saying it hasn't happened because we don't know. I'm not saying that there's no chance of there being an alien showing up and doing something. I mean, we don't know. But uh I'm willing to bet most of that is what I just mentioned those two things. Yeah, they, or or like night tears. That's like similar to. Isn't that sleep paralysis basically? I don't think it's exactly the same. I I don't I don't know. Like I could be wrong, so I don't want to speak out of turn. But 
Yeah, I think it's just like you wake up and you see things like in your room, like hallucinations, like people report like shadow people and stuff. And you could be experiencing sleep paralysis, but I don't know if that's a requirement. Yeah, I'm just glad I never had night terrors because that sounds terrifying. I guess that is the closest thing I had to a night terror. It's the same thing in a way, but you don't feel comfortable and you do feel like there is something there. And it's a feeling that's very hard to describe. I guess the closest thing I I could compare it to is if you're in your home and you hear like a burglar outside or someone's by your house and you feel that like there's a presence there, but you can't see them. I guess that's the closest thing I can compare it to. The the aliens are like, quick, Bobby's waking up, and they're like, Zoop, and they just go back up into their ship. Now, I did have an audio hallucination once. I know that's not a dream, but I just feel like bringing that up. Oh, no, that counts. What was it? Um, It happened when I couldn't sleep for like three days, and then I just randomly heard a woman's voice out of nowhere, and there was nobody in the house. So I was like, all right, that's uh, sleep issues. I need to get some sleep. And that's when I actually got some sleep. That's actually very common. Like when you're sleep deprived for that long, especially, yeah, you will start hearing things. It wasn't Harley Quinn's voice or Liara's voice. It was just a generic. uh, One of those like AI bot voices, you know, Microsoft Sam, and then they have like the female voices. It sounded like that. I am Alex, and thank you for using this program. It sounded like that, so I guess a little robotic. It was Cortana. Yes, Cortana. Uh, yeah, so I, I've had something kind of similar where, and I th- I'm trying to remember how old I was. I probably was in high school, and I was just, yeah, I was sleeping. It was probably in the middle of the night, and I just, I woke up, but I, but I was still kind of in that in-between state. You're not quite fully awake yet. And then I I was noticing that I couldn't move. My body almost felt paralyzed. And like I could move my eyes. That's sleep paralysis. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. I could move my eyes. I don't remember if I could move my head or not. But then I, I got the distinct. I think I was like definitely afraid a little bit like you're uneasy or like what's going on this is because mm-hmm. i think anytime you don't have control over your body it is scary your brain tries to fill in the gaps and that's when you start to see hallucinations or you start feeling things that feel like they're in the room and stuff like that yeah yeah so i was like you know i i, I think i didn't want to open my eyes so i just kind of left them shut and i and i got the distinct feeling like i was floating out of my bed like maybe about not not super high, but maybe like a couple feet off my bed. You know, I was kind of just floating there, and I, I got the yeah. I, I know what you mean when you say the presence. Like you just feel like you're not alone. You don't really know what it is, but you just feel like there's a presence there, um, causing me to float. It's that disconnect that your brain has with your body. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're you're saying. Like. You know, I I don't think I don't think it was like aliens. I don't I don't want to I don't want to completely write off aliens because I I I don't I don't know how I feel exactly. Like I mean, I don't want to I don't want to get too much into that. I definitely think it's likely there are aliens and stuff. But I, I think more more than likely, 
this kind of stuff is just, yeah, it's like a miscommunication in your brain, like a misfiring where, cause you're in, you're in different states of mind. Like there's like different, um, wavelengths, you know, um, or, uh, I forget what it's called, but you know, when you're in REM sleep, it's a the rapid eye movement is a different state. Yes. There's like an alpha state. Like I forget all the names, but well, when you dream, you're in REM sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you dream. So I, I just think like, um, and you know, when you get that, that feeling like while you're awake, like that somebody is behind you, everybody has that feeling. Yeah. I, I think I read up what that actually is. It's what you're talking about where your, your, your brain is, doesn't know where your, your, the position of your body is like, it's, it's slightly off. Like the, the coordinates are slightly off. And this always happens to me at night when I'm tired it's like my, I get that feeling like something is watching me. And I think it's just your brain thinking that your body is actually behind you. It's, it's like thrown off. So what that presence is, is actually you. you do you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember reading about some people with their experience with VR headsets. They say, not many, but it, it's, there's reports of it, of, that they say that, uh, their brain has like a disconnect. Um, uh, you've heard of uh, stuff like uh, when they're playing in VR, sometimes I get confused and I think I'm in the, the world and I'm not in, you know, the, the current world that I'm in now and you get that disconnect. But some people were reporting that a very similar thing with the sleep paralysis where there's a disconnect between the brain and the body. Some people had such a reaction uh, that felt like that where they, they had to immediately take the headset off and then they had to just sit there for a few minutes and like refocus their body. It's, it's strange. I wonder if I'm going to experience that when I get the PlayStation VR two. Oh, you definitely will. I think everybody does. Cause it's like, yeah. And I was just talking to my friend, Doug, um, shout out to Doug creep from outer space on Twitch. Go follow him. He just got affiliate. Uh, yeah, I was talking to him cause he plays a lot of VR games on there and he was, he plays a uh, hitman. He's going through the trilogy right now. And I asked him, I was like, yeah, so when you take that headset off after being in there for a few hours, is it weird? Like, do you have to kind of reground yourself? <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah. He's like, it's super weird. He's like, I'm just, you know, murdering people in VR and then I have to take off my headset and go upstairs and, you know, see my wife and little girls. And it's like, super weird it's it takes you a little bit to kind of readjust to reality i guess basically what i was trying to say before is with some people it's even worse for them like when they come out of the headset it takes them a lot longer to adjust back to the real world and uh the brain really disconnects uh, I hope I don't get it to that extreme but uh, like you were just mentioning everybody experiences that to a certain degree it's just there's the rare few where it really hits them hard. I hope I'm not one of those. Well, just just know just knowing my brain, I think it will take me a longer to 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 adjust because like I kind of have that like ADD personality where it's like I can only focus on one thing at a time, and I have a hard time switching to something else. So if I'm in VR, like I'll become obsessed. Plus, I just have a naturally like daydreamy, creative brain, so I can mm -hmm. easily just get lost. Like I could just be—I'll be sitting here like every day, just you know, just dream, like daydreaming, 
And I can just completely get lost and forget that I'm in reality with no Same. VR headset. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. imagine I'm actually in there with the, the audio and the visual and all that stuff. I'm going to come out of that thing like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a topic for another time. I, I think we're definitely going to go into VR in full. Excuse me, I just burped. I'm not even going to edit that out. But yeah, we're going to go into VR in full when we actually have VR headsets because me and Jacques plan on getting the PSVR 2. I said plan. Could be really hard to get like the PS5 or maybe it'll be way too expensive. Who knows? But yeah, that's going to be a completely new way to experience video games. And uh, I can't wait to have that conversation. But we're going to wait till we actually have the headsets because I don't want to just say... Oh yeah, I think this is how it's going to be <laughs> in the show. No, I want to actually have hands-on experience with the thing. Yeah, and I, I definitely plan on getting PSVR 2 when it launches, if I can. But yes, like Mike said, we'd both like to have some experience with it before we do a show about that. But going back to dreams, which is our topic... So I, I had another dream that was sort of like UFO-related to... Okay. And I don't know if I'd really call it a dream because it was kind of like similar to what I was saying with the the sleep paralysis. And this was even longer ago. I had to have been in probably uh, middle school. And I slept over at my friend's house. And so I was in a different environment, you know, for the first time that could have played into it. And he had bunk beds and I was on the top bunk bed. And I just remember like everyone was asleep in the house, my friend included and our lights were off. And I just remember kind of, I don't even know if I had went to sleep yet. You know, when you kind of like fall asleep, but you don't realize you're just, you're just in the dream all of a sudden. And yeah. Yeah. And so it was probably like that. And I remember just kind of opening my eyes and like looking out the window. Cause there was like a window right next to me and just looking up in the sky, like seeing a bright light like probably a UFO or something. And it just kind of like taking off, I guess. And I almost felt like the, the, the the UFO was like aware of me watching it. It it was really weird. So that was probably my first time, something like that happening. I'm trying to think if I had any alien dreams, like alien, alien dreams, not the alien dream I want with the xenomorph in that universe, but Right, like little, like the greys, yeah, typi- the typical alien archetype. No, I, I don't think I've ever had one, and I'm probably lucky to not have one, because some of them could be frightening. I've heard some crazy stories, I mean, oh, yeah. people's dreams, and I don't want a lucid dream inside of an alien abduction ship or something like that. <laughs> that would be terrifying. It, it would just be fire in the sky. <laughs> oh, that's such a good movie. Yeah, good, great movie. A uh, terrifying like ending. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's. I think these dreams are so common though, because it's like in the mind share of humanity. It's like in pop culture, ever since the fifties and like Roswell and all that stuff. So it's that that's the thing with like a lot of these dreams where people think they're actually being abducted, and it's like, well, I mean, this stuff is like I said, in the mind share. So that's why yeah. so many of these are similar. These, these encounters or dreams, whatever you want to call them. I'm not ruling out like actual abductions. I'm just, just saying, you know, um, I think the brain is super powerful, like way more than we know. 
It's a super advanced computer that's yeah. organic. And uh, j- just go back to my dream. I-, I talked about the Star Wars one. It created Reva perfectly. It was Reva. 100%. The, the facial expressions, the, the movement, uh, how she talked, uh, how she raised her voice and all that. And I haven't really experienced this character too much. Like I just said, this is a brand new character introduced into the Star Wars universe, so I don't have that much time with her. But my brain was able to generate a perfect replica version of the character. Yeah, I mean, just look at, like you were saying, with your auditory hallucinations, too. It's it's like our brain can create things that aren't there. As far as we know, maybe they could be there. I don't know. Maybe oh, there's please, a different plane that, of please. existence. I don't want to have that in my mind. Yeah. It's going to be funny. Like we're talking about all these crazy dreams. And then right after this, we're going to go to bed. And it's like probably going to have some crazy dreams. Uh, But yeah, it's just capable of a lot more than we know, I think. So I think a lot of these like, you know, so-called supernatural encounters or whatever, ghosts and stuff. I think a lot of that is just like explainable. It's just our brains doing weird shit. And sometimes it's not explainable. Like with the, Air Force pilots seeing shit when they're flying around and stuff. They don't know what it is. Not saying it's 100% aliens, but they can't explain what it is and it's outmaneuvering them. And they're in fighter jets. This this dreams episode is turning into a UFO episode. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to bounce around all over the place. I mean, of course, aliens is going to pop up with dreams because a lot of people have had those kind of dreams. Not me, but it, like I had that sleep paralysis thing but that's about it also like i think like well i don't think i know for a fact that like your brain produces dmt which is like the most powerful hallucinogenic known to man i think and it just naturally produces that stuff so it it goes and you know i've never done dmt but i you know i've heard reports that you know it's very quick like it only lasts like 10 15 minutes i don't know but it's so strong that it, yeah, literally just you go to a different dimension. Like it changes your everything that you're seeing and hearing and it's super intense. So just imagine like, I think DMT's probably released when we sleep and that's probably what dreams are. Like we're just having mm-hmm. like closed eye hallucinations, but our brain is in such a low power, like shutdown state that we don't realize what's happening. Um, and that, there's also been reports that, like, that happens when we die. Like, that's uh, why people think, like, you know, near-death experiences or, you know, when people are cl- close to death, they yeah. report seeing, like, angels and lights. And it's like some people think, that, oh, no, that's just your body being flooded with DMT because it's trying to protect your mind from, like, the trauma of dying, I guess. I don't know. The brain is just incredible. I mean, it named itself. Yeah, it's it. It named itself. It, it named dreams. That's that's yeah, that's pretty impressive. We're two brains talking right now. It's really creepy when you really think about the brain. Oh yeah, it is. I mean I, I freak myself out. Like you know me, like I've said before, like I, I do the marijuana. Uh I I take edibles daily. And I I for multiple reasons. I mean it's not just for fun. Of course it's fun, but it's like, you know, medical reasons too, but um, you know, I've been taking edibles every day for the past six years, and it's certainly changed my brain and the way I think and 
uh, it's it, yeah, I've definitely had some uh, crazy experiences on it. Yeah, when you introduce new things into your life, it, it will affect your dreams, and it's making me wonder what's going to happen when we get PSVR headsets. I know we're going back to PSVR. Is that going to mess with our dreams a little bit? Oh, if certainly. we play it a lot, like if we use the device a lot, is it really going to tweak our dreams in a certain way? I, I guarantee you 100% it will. And I've heard this from people who have used VR. You, it's a different experience because you're, when you're, say you're going through like a map or something in a game, when you're just playing it on a TV, it's it's different because you can still memorize the map and locations and all that, right? Right. But but you're when you dream or think about it, it's not like I was there, actually. But when you're in VR, you feel like you are actually that's a memory, like you were in that map, and you can memorize things better because it's like you were there. So you know, I'm sure it'll like enter into your dreams. Like you'll actually just kind of your brain will recreate how you felt when you were in the VR game. And it's already through first person. So it's like, perfect. That's how you would see it anyway. That's what gets me so excited for VR. It's going to be a brand new way to play games. It's going to be a completely different interaction. And and that's what I'm really looking for. I want to play games in a different way. I want to see how it is with different technology. I think a lot of us are just so used to the traditional console or PC gaming. And then we just, some kind of just write off VR, like, Oh, it's a, a a fad or it's a niche thing. And it's kind of niche now, but I really do think that is going to have a massive impact down the road. Okay. Save the VR for the VR episode. I know. I'll stop. No, it's now. fine. I mean, it's like it's tangentially related to dreams because we're talking about how it'll affect your dreams. But um, yeah, I, I agree, man. I'm just looking for a new way to experience games because I, f- I would say it's like, you know how our normal life, it's we experience life in three dimensions currently. And I, I look at VR as almost like that fourth dimension of games. It's giving you like your your a whole new way, a whole new dimension of experiencing games. So yeah, it's it's gonna be exciting. But like I said, and like Mike said, we will talk about that eventually more in depth once we get our hands on those. You bring up dimensions, and my mind immediately goes to the 1960s Time Machine movie when he, they're explaining the dimensions: the first, the second, the third. And it's like, what about the fourth yeah. dimension? Oh, that, that that that's not even a thing. <laughs> and Rod Taylor's character is like, no, there is a fourth dimension, and he goes into it and all that. You know, speaking of that, though, like one of these days, we'll just have to do an episode on uh, not the time machine, but uh, like just kind of old sci fi stories like H.G. Wells, Jules Verne. Not even that, but like almost uh, like reality, like like just philist. Wow, that's philosophizing. (laughs) That's not even a word, is it? We'll just talk about like physics and like the cosmos and like uh, dimensions and you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I find all that stuff interesting, like uh, just kind of pondering what could be possible. But um, no, no, I, I've definitely been to different dimensions while I've been like super high on edibles. <laughs> uh, but what's interesting is, Mike, going back to dreams, um, you know when you do marijuana a lot and then you take a break, mm-hmm. your dreams actually get crazier, believe it or not, when you're sober. 
because that happened to me. I had heard that for a while. They're like, oh, yeah, man, if when you do it regularly and then you quit, they get crazy. And um, I did that. I took a three-month break from it, like, back in 2018. And sure enough, man, the dreams are so vivid. It's cra- It feels like you actually experienced the dream. Like, you know those dreams where you wake up and it's it's almost like we're talking about with VR. It takes you, like a little bit to to readjust Uh to reality because you feel like you're still in that dream. I forgot to mention one thing about my Star Wars dream. When I woke up, my heart was racing. And I think the reason for that was being around Reva because I was kind of nervous in the dream. You have a crush? You have a crush on her, Mike? Not that kind of (laughs) nervous. Like, is she going to pull out her double blade and chop me in half kind of nervous? Because it felt that real, the dream. Because I'm around stormtroopers, and they're intimidating. And you got Reva. So, yeah. It affects everything in your body. You you could have heavy breathing when you wake up. You could be sweating. Your heart could be racing. So your whole entire body gets involved in the dream. Yeah, I'm always stunned by those dreams when I wake up. Like you're, you're, you feel it takes a few minutes at the very least, but sometimes it can take like half a day to a whole day to like readjust to reality. Cause <laughs> there'll be times where my mom, my mom is a crazy dreamer, like not necessarily like fantastical stuff, but she'll just have these dreams where she, she feels like she's talking to like dead people that she knew. Ooh. But in such a vivid way, like, she describes them to me. And she just had one recently, too. She told me about today, where uh, she she had a dream about her mother, her two brothers, and her sister. Three of those are dead already. And her sister is still alive, and she hasn't talked to her in a while. And she's, like, kind of freaked out. She's like, oh, my God, does that mean she's going to die? Like... (laughs) And I'm, I'm just thinking, like, no, I mean, no, probably not, but that probably just means you're thinking about her because you're worried she's yes. going to die before you yeah. have a chance to kind of, like, you know, talk to her again. Because I, I think those dreams tend to happen when you get older. You think about your mortality more, and uh, so that's not uncommon. But uh, have you ever had a dream like that where you talk to dead people, Mike? Uh, no, my dreams are more wild and crazy. And adventurous sci-fi and like an epic adventure or some crazy things going on. I don't really have like basic dreams like that. I don't think I've ever had one where someone was dead or someone's dead in the real world and they were in my dream. I don't think I've ever had that. Mm, no, no. My mom, I, my mom, I keep going back to her, but I just, I find her dreams interesting too. She, uh, she will have dreams on people's birthdays who have passed she will have dreams that well i think it's a dream but she thinks that they're actually visiting her like she thinks that she's she swears that she has seen people in her room like it but i just think the dream feels so real that it feels like what we're talking about with like this the sleep paralysis and all that stuff but she swears like the relatives like her mom is like they're talking to her and it's funny you mentioned that uh, because I believe my father sometimes will just scream and wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. 
it could be alarming. I think one time he said he thought he saw a bear. So oh it, it could be your prescriptions that you're on. Yeah, oh, it, definitely. The, the chemicals in your brain's probably going all nuts when you have all these prescriptions in your body. Oh, absolutely. So I assume your mom's on a bunch of different medications for different things. Maybe it's high blood pressure or whatever. Uh, yeah, that that could generate all of that in your brain. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, she's on a couple of medications, so I mean it's possible. Um, I don't know, man. Like I said, it's it's our, our chemicals just or our brains is just a bunch of chemicals. So of course, when you introduce different chemicals to that, yeah, it could change the the composition and make you see shit. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have those really boring dreams where people say, I went to 7-Eleven and pick up some milk, and then I went home, and then my refrigerator disappeared. I'm like, no, that's boring. Yeah, I never have those dreams. It is weird. I don't have, like, dreams about everyday life. It's always, like, intense situations. Like, I'm being chased by something. that That's, like, a real common one I have. Uh, we could talk about that, like, uh, re recurring dreams or recurring themes. I don't have those. Really? The... No, it's always different. Yeah, because for me, it's like I'm being chased. And this is where we can, you know, all you audience out there, you can psychoanalyze us because I certainly do it to myself. Uh, but yeah, I'm always being chased. Uh, you know, like I said before, sometimes I, I die, sometimes I don't. But um, a lot of times I am uh, driving too. That's the thing. Like I'm driving stick shift. Uh, and I, I like lose control or something like for some reason I like can't like the stick won't go the right way. The wheel won't go the right way. Or I, I don't remember which direction I'm going. The roads are all weird and confusing. And I think that's pretty obvious. That means like, I sometimes feel like I'm directionless in life or I don't have control over my own life. Um, it, for some reason there was like, oh, for a while I was having this theme of like office buildings you know, mm. like, like, like abandoned office buildings, like liminal spaces where, and, and I would just like be going through them almost like a, a horror game. And sometimes I would see people like hanging there, like just hanging in a stairwell or something. And it was like really off putting. I had a dream a couple of weeks ago and I completely forgot to tell you about this. Uh, it wasn't me, but I was somebody else in the dream, but this wasn't in the real world. This was not fantasy or anything like that. Um, I had a, once again, another portable device in my hand. I don't know if it was a PlayStation. I can't remember. I'm going to assume it's a Vita. In the dream, I had to bring this gaming portable device back to a person. And I find out the person is Colin Moriarty. I'm, I'm not shitting you. <laughs> and uh, he's like living in a big, massive building, a huge tower, you know, full of uh, thousands of people. And all of a sudden, an asteroid, or, or it's not an asteroid, like like a, a meteorite, a small meteorite, hits the side of the building on the top, and it engulfs in flames, and, then, and Colin's on the top floor, and I'm like, I gotta get him in his Vita back, or whatever it was. <laughs> so I go into the building, I go all the way to the top, near where the impact was, and then all of a sudden, these necromorph-looking like creatures start coming out of the rocks. Like the rubble that's inside the building, I guess like a piece of the meteorite survived and these creatures started coming out. And that's it. The dream ended. So like I said before, I never die in my dreams, but I probably would have died if that kept going. And it wasn't me. I was somebody else. I listened to Colin Moriarty a lot 
his sacred symbol show. So that's why my brain generated that weird scenario. Yeah, it's like sometimes are it's obvious why dreams are the way they are because you know things that happen in our daily lives they kind of enter the dreamscape like that. But like other times it's like weird, like there's no explanation, you know, like just random, seemingly random shit enters your dream. Um, that that must be like deep from your subconscious when it's like stuff you can't explain. I I think I've mentioned it on the show, or did I? No, maybe you and me just talked about it in a party chat or something. Remember that dream I told you about where I was in that big white room? Nothing was in it, and then there was just a random, like, female person just standing there, and I was asking questions, and it was kind of just redirecting the questions back at me. No, I don't remember you telling me that. Yeah, okay, so basically, I'm in this white room. There's no doors or anything. It just keeps going. You know, like if you keep looking, it just goes on and on and on. I'm standing in the middle of the white area and then just this, like this avatar, this female character just pops up in the middle. And like I said, I was asking a questions like, where am I? And she'd be like, where do you think you are? Like those kind of responses. Um, it just that went back and forth for a little bit. And then I was like, all right, I want to get out of here. And then she's like, but can you? Smiles and then disappears. I'm like, oh, God. Then the dream just ended. Wow, that's kind of like ominous. Like, can you? (laughs) Like, it's some kind of like jigsaw killer setting up this puzzle, this escape room for you. It had like a sci-fi horror feel to it because... From what I can remember, because it was a while ago, I can't remember the exact features of the character, but it was definitely, uh, I would compare the female avatar that popped up to like an android. Not Detroit become human androids are too close to being a human, but like something like before that, like it has like the human skin and everything, but it has that like kind of mechanical movement to it. Yeah. Were you Strange. by any chance playing Portal or Portal 2? No. No. Because <laughs> I was thinking that's like a GLaDOS motif. That also made me think of when you said White Room, I was thinking of that Eric Clapton song, you know. In the white room with black curtains near the station. You know that song? I've heard of it, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I've uh, I've also another recurring theme for me, not so much anymore, but I would roller coasters or like theme parks. Like I would, and that seems pretty obvious too. Like roller coasters, like the ups and downs of life. I think that's on the surface, probably what that's about. Uh, maybe it's about me, like you know, wanting to seek more thrilling things. You know, maybe my life feels boring, or maybe I just want to go to a theme park. I don't know. Yeah. Why not? Could be worse, though. It could be one of those dreams where you're on the roller coaster and then all of a sudden it just goes flying off the tracks and you're in the sky and you crash. Oh, no, that happened. I'm glad you said that. because Oh, just, wow, really? Okay. Yeah, no, that, like one time, man. And I don't, this might even have been a, uh, when it went to uh, uh, Lucid. Yeah, I was like on the roller coaster and at the peak it just started, it just kept going into the sky. And like <laughs> fucking crazy colors were happening. I was just like flying through the sky and that's all I remember. But I was like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> this is insane. I wasn't scared at all. The next time you lucid dream, Jacques, 
uh, like I said, role play, but at the same time, do a little experimenting. See if you can spawn something in your hand. Remember in our, one of our early episodes, I talked about the lightsaber I had in my hand that I just, I thought of a lightsaber and it appeared in my hand and I could feel the vibration of it in my hand. And then when I woke up, I could feel a tingling throughout my entire left hand. Uh, yeah, but when, next time you have a lucid dream, try and spawn something very simple, but still role play. Because once you start mastering that, then you can just Bob Ross your dream. You can just do whatever the hell you want. So <laughs> I'm not at that level I want to be, but there's some people who can lucid dream whatever the hell they want and stay in it. We'll just put a happy little hot lady over here. Uh, no, the problem though with like trying to lucid dream is you can't like, no, I mean, when you're in the lucid dream, when you know you're in the lucid dream, then start experimenting. But there are, yeah, there are a few people who can trigger it. I, it takes apparently years of practice and I don't have time for that bullshit. But. Yeah. But the thing is like recognizing that you're in a lucid dream without breaking the dream is tough. And like my memory is already bad in real life. So me actually like being in a lucid dream, recognizing it and then remembering like, oh yeah, let's try to spawn something. I just don't think that would work. Yeah. I think the lightsaber thing only worked for me because, uh, I'm not remembering this correctly. I would have to go back to the episode cause it's been so long, but I, I think I said I was on a beach or something and there was really not much there. And then that's how I was able to, uh, generate something in my hand so i guess what i'm saying is if you're in a lucid dream and there's like a blank canvas or there's really not much going on in the environment that's probably when you can experiment a little bit i think when there's like too much shit going on like my star wars dream where there's like an entire movie or something happening trying to fiddle with it that's where it really crumbles that's just my theory though basically the simpler dreams where there's nothing going on that's probably where you could screw around. Uh, here's something I just thought of, and I wonder if this, if you have experienced this, can you rewind your dreams? Oh, <sighs> like it's the click movie. Let's see. Yeah. Cause like I, for example, <laughs> like, and I think you have to be lucid dreaming, obviously, but I, I remember lucid dreaming. And sometimes like if I don't, so, you know, it's like the game Life is Strange, the original. You know how Max had that ability to, like, rewind things that have happened and do it yeah. over to get an ideal scenario to play out? It's like that. Like, I didn't like the way the dream, something happened in the dream, and I'm like, no, nope, you know what? I'm just going to rewind that back and redo that in a different way. It doesn't happen often, but it has happened. I don't think I've ever had that. If I did have one of those, I don't remember the dream, so... Okay. Because we're always dreaming. When we're in REM sleep, we're always like in a dream state. We just don't always uh, enter into it, like visually. Right. Or yeah. even audio wise. I, I can't imagine what sort of dreams I must have had, and I just don't remember them. So maybe I had one of those. Who knows? Uh, some, something I find interesting, too, is, and I should probably, I think I'll look this up right now, but they say when you dream, it only lasts like a few seconds. No, mine are longer than that. No, but like if no, but time is different in your mind oh, when, you're when time passes by in yes. real life, it's probably a few seconds. That's what but I'm saying. When you're yeah. In the dream state, it's like an hour. Yeah, or something. exactly. Yes, yes. Okay. That's I never. Gotcha. Uh, but I need to look that up because that's that's crazy. If that's true, that you can experience like hours worth of stuff happening within a few seconds span in real life. 
Uh, guys, if you have any crazy dream stories, let us know next time we're on Twitch. Like if it's indie streaming or if it's Ash or whatever, let us know down in the comments because I want to read them because I'm I'm there and I'm down there in the chat. I want I want to see what you guys are dreaming. I want I want to hear what you guys are dreaming. I mean, I would like to see them. That'd be cool if I could see it. Like if we had a a device that we can connect to our heads and we can show the dream on TV, that would be crazy. I would love that. So I I just Googled this, Mike, and I don't know how true this is because, you know, Google, it's like results vary. But uh, it says, according to research, adults and babies dream for around two hours per night, which typically lasts for five to 20 minutes. More than 90% of dreams are forgotten by people due to the inactive function of memory formation during REM sleep. I remember a lot of dreams. It's probably just a small percentage, though. It could be just the 10%. They all get lost in the uh, ether. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I know you're right, because, like, obviously everyone's brain kind of operates differently. I know there's people out there that only require, like, four or five hours of sleep, and they'll be as rested as someone who gets, like, eight hours of sleep. So, and it's a very small percentage of people. So That's maybe probably it, me now. Yeah. So, man, that might even play into why you can remember dreams more. Like, maybe it's because you don't require as much sleep and your body's just gotten used to it over the years and that mm. affects your memory somehow. Yeah. That makes sense because I hit REM sleep pretty quick. Like, when I do fall asleep, I'm, I'm in REM like immediately because I, I've been told. My eyes, like, you know, are moving in the brief times I'm sleeping. My eyes are, like, the rapid movement and shit. So I do achieve REM sleep pretty quickly. Uh, I would love to stay asleep. But my body just wakes up three, four hours later, and then I'm up for a little bit, and then I have to go back to sleep. Then I get maybe another hour, hour and a half, sometimes two. It's not great, but you get used to it. And I do have a relative, I think it's a, distant cousin who's in his 60s now i think and he's slept three four hours his entire life that is so insane that's so crazy man if i got three or four hours you wouldn't want to be around me trust me i would be so irritable and like just depressed and angry all the time like sleep is so important to me i need I need at least six hours, like preferably like seven or eight. I need minimum four, but even if it's like broken up into two different shifts, like two hours here, two hours there, I got to have four, anything under four. I'm like low battery all day. I would like to hit six every night, but every once in a blue moon, I'll get six, but that's not often. I wonder if the, the reason why you're able to hit REM so quickly is because since you get so little sleep, your brain is in a different state than most other people yes. normally. So you're just able to kind of go into that REM easier. It's basically the brain compensating for the less hours of sleep. So it's kicking it into REM sleep much faster than it usually does. Like it's getting, you're getting in there sooner. The brain's just kind of like getting yeah. you into that mode right away so you can get your uh, your good sleep time in. Yeah, because you're probably just walking around at, like, almost, like, half, like, in between sleep and awake normally. 
So when you do shut your eyes and go to sleep, your brain's just like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Right into REM. Now, it does take me a while to fall asleep, but when I fall asleep, it's like I'm in REM pretty quickly. So, but that's what I'm told. I mean, I guess I can put cameras around me and shit, and then I can find out myself, but... (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, it is what it is, I mean. But, uh... Try to work on it if you're in a similar situation like me. Um, did I say situation? I, I think I said shituation. Yeah, it's a shit situation. It's they just combine the words. Yeah, it's a shituation. And so you said like you've never fallen off a building or something, and nope. Man, that's so weird because that is such a common dream. That's probably the most common dream is like falling from a high place and hitting the ground because it's probably one of our innate fears as human beings. Cause I've, I definitely have those, like, I don't want to say a lot, but they definitely happen, uh, here and there, like regularly. Um, or I'll like fall. And then when you hit the ground, you snap awake. Like it feels like in the dream, you really hit the ground and just the lights went out like that. Like you're just dead. And then when you wake up, it's kind of a weird feeling. Well, first you're like, Oh, that, that wasn't real. I'm glad to be awake. But a part of you is also like, Oh man, <laughs> like that was a little too real. Like it's scary. If any of you guys ever dream about aliens, like you see like the green man or the grays or whatever, try and ask it questions. If it's lucid, obviously try and ask it questions. This is how you're going to figure out if it's real or not. If it cooperates with you in the dream. Ask it questions like uh, stuff that it can tell you that you might not know for like a couple of days or something. I, I don't know. Like, like people say that about uh, their lucid alien dreams where they have to ask it like certain questions. And if it responds back to them, they may ask them something that you don't have the answer to. And it might point in a direction or something. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say is, but basically for those people who think it's real. Get a little detective in your dream. Lucid dream. See if that helps you. More than likely, it, it, it most likely is. It's just a dream. But uh, I, I know people are struggling with that. And I'm just like, why don't you inquire a little bit more in the dream? I don't know. Never yeah, understood that, that. That is interesting. Like, yeah, what questions would you ask uh, an alien if it, it, you know, if it came to you? Uh, I. Well, first of all, I'd probably be like, can you take me with you? That's the first thing I would ask. Even if it is a dream, I want to see my brain generate a spaceship in space and everything. That'd be great. And then if I wake up, you know, uh, and I'm on a spaceship or a different planet, then I know it's real. Yeah, ask the alien, take me with you. And then if it says, okay, but are you sure about that? And just say, don't bring me back. Don't bring me back at all. And then you'll know. There's your answer. Yeah, I was going to say, but then again, yeah, it could take you to another place uh, and then like bring you back and you'd wake up like normal and you'd have no idea. So I I don't know. I guess you would you would know what they want you to know. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I got nothing else. But, you know, I, I think we should just end it on that because... I, I don't I don't know how else to end it perfectly with other than aliens. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty tapped out. I don't really have anything of significance to add. I think this is a good place to stop it. 
It's funny how we always go back to aliens in a lot of our um, uh, shows because previous episodes we, we we mentioned things like like the surprise mechanic I did with uh, Indy and Ash with the alien in the woods in their backyard and all that shit. But it seems like we always go back to it. So I think at some point, you and me, or even Indy, or if we maybe we'll do a three man episode. We could just talk about aliens. Just and I don't mean the movies. Just aliens in general, whole theme about that. Although, I mean, we we might do an episode on the aliens movies too, but that could be like maybe a live podcast. Yeah, on Twitch. Uh, yeah, no, that sounds like we'll probably do uh, like aliens and UFOs at some point because um, it's they're just so interesting. Like I could just talk about that stuff forever. I just it's so fascinating. But speaking of Twitch, I'm just gonna plug in our socials real quick because. We're at the end of the episode, and that's how we do it now. We don't do it in the beginning anymore. We don't make it feel like it's an ad in the beginning. You know how we used to do it? Be like, oh, welcome to the show. Okay, before we get into it, here's our blah, blah, blah. I get it, Mike. My idea was you don't like my ideas. It's fine. Was that your idea? I thought that was mine. Having no, it in the I think it was mine because I was like, I just want to like bang it into their head, like where okay. they can find us. Because especially when you're new, you want to like remind them early. And then at the end again. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, just doing it once at the end is probably better. Yeah, the, it just flows better. At least in my opinion. It feels like it flows more natural. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you don't want to hear our socials at all. But anyway. But yeah, look down in the description. You'll see a link tree link. That will bring you to all of our stuff. Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, our YouTube channel that we don't even upload to. <laughs> but we have one. Uh, and then of course all the other stuff uh, discord uh, yeah all that good shit just go on down there by the way uh, I, I was looking at our link tree again and I realized we probably need to well I, I do because it's me but I need to update the description in that because it still says like news reviews all that stuff so I need oh, to change yeah. it to reflect like how our format is different now and we should probably take a look at that across like all of our shit Pretty soon we have to do a lot of that stuff because we're going to be moving off of Captivate because we don't want to spend $20 a month because basically we're spending $10 per episode now. Yeah, to give it to you guys free so you better fucking enjoy it and be appreciative. So there are some other sites we're looking at that has a cheaper price or even free. Uh, So we're going to probably, well, we are going to switch over to one of those, but it's not going to affect anything it's going to be the same for you. It's just going to be different for us on the back end, you know, behind the scenes and all that shit. Got to learn a whole new website and all that. But anyways, you don't care. You probably already turned the podcast off and that's fine. It's fine. I've done that sometimes when I'm listening to some of my favorite shows, I get to like 90% of the way and then I'm like, all right, they're, they're winding down. I got to go do something and I get off. So we don't hate you for that. I, I do. I hate you. I hate you a little bit. Okay, deep down, I do hate you, too. But anyway, yes, thanks, guys, again for listening to this episode. Uh, we had a blast here. Uh, we will catch you in uh, the next episode, which will be 50. Also, I, I know I said I hate you, but quickly, after you're done with this podcast, go to Twitch and follow Kipsock, because that's my personal Twitch account, and I need more followers before I start my cult. Yeah, he needs a Big following. Let's let's get him that. And also follow the boundless game the the blound the blound the boundless gamers Twitch page. And 
if you want to support the show on our Twitch, we have a subscribe there. Do you have Amazon Prime? You can use your free Prime on us. You don't have to spend a dime. Just saying. Just saying. It helps with all of the background stuff. Like, for instance, I'm getting a webcam for from our uh, Twitch sub money. Get a webcam for the Twitch show we're going to be doing. So little things like that. It helps us purchase those things so we don't have to use our actual money because we don't want to use our actual money. So Yes, we, we, we love you guys for anything that you give to us, even your time, which is the most valuable thing you can give to us. No, give us your money. I don't care about your time. <laughs> Open up your wallets. Got 100 in there. We got a PayPal link. Go, go, go hit that. And uh, no, I don't care. No, you don't have to give us anything. But if you do, we're not going to say no. I want to get the hell out of here because I'm thirsty. And I just realized this water I have here is a day old and I'm not going to drink it. All right. Let's get out of here then. All right. Well, let's land this plane and uh, we'll see you next time. But until then, my name is Mike. I'm Jack. And this has been another episode of the Boundless Gamers podcast. Take care, everybody. Stay safe and keep gaming. We're off to never, never land. What the hell are you saying? I have no idea. I thought I'd just do a little James Hetfield inter-Saiyan man. You know, the whole dream thing. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Later.